Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast, man. We finna talk week one of the 2023 NFL season. We're not gonna get all emotional and sappy. We already did all that on the, for the Thursday night game. And of course, we're gonna recap that Thursday night game where we saw the Lions go into Kansas City and get the upset win, starting off at 1-0. And as always, go down, like, and subscribe. Comment your favorite bets of the weekend. Comment your picks. Comment uh, how what about Thursday night football and all that. As always, these are your hosts. I'm Paul. Pick a win of Concha, and I'm joined with. You already know me. It's your boy Kev, Water Boy Savoy, and you already know how we coming. I got my cat Mia Bella in this motherfucker, and we talking that football, Paul. Don't you just love? You can smell the you can smell the fresh grass. When the NFL week one this year, the turf and all. I love, I love, this is one of my favorite parts, times of the year. Love it, bro. I love the kickoff. Just like everybody, like, even if you're not a sports fan, you know, like, when kickoff is, you know, when week one is, like, you, after that first game, it's like back in the motion, babies. Get used yep. to it. Sunday's coming up. Yep. But we got a little taste of what we've been desiring all offseason. We had a real football game played this week, uh, this Thursday. We saw the Chiefs get upset at home. We brought up how there's going to be a home atmosphere, and it kind of early on it showed how loud that stadium was. And But the Lions, I mean, I feel like it's kind of a couple of takeaways to get into this game, but the Lions get the dub. How do you feel about this game? Man, I just hit the loudest needs of all time. That just scared my cat. Oh, yeah, cats do not fuck with sneezes. But the Lions, shout out my Lions. They got the W. I picked against them because I didn't expect the, the Chiefs to kind of drop the ball, literally, like they did. But shout out the Lions. They looked good. Offense was hitting. Defense got the pick six. That changed the entire momentum of the game. Dan Campbell is a big ballsy motherfucker going for it on fourth down on his own 20. So yeah, shout out my lines. They did really, really good. I wish I picked for them, but they did great. How would you feel about the game? First shout out one and oh my best best to start the year. Lions plus five and a half. Shit, you could have took it at four whenever the game actually kicked off. But Lions get the dub. I feel like they might be similar to the Jaguars last year, where the um their rookies are going to make an impact. We saw Jameer Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs would have had a touchdown if he didn't slip on like and within the five yard line. Like he had so much space. He's, I don't know when he got the ball. You saw how fast he was. Like how like the difference in speed and acceleration. Like he uh, he was looking like a dog. David Montgomery. I was telling people you don't pay a running back twenty million to not run him into the ground. He's going to get a lot of touches as well. And the run, the offensive line looks like the biggest, like the offensive line and defensive line to me are the two biggest takeaways. It was like offensive line, monsters, defensive line, some young monsters. Like Aiden Hutchinson Insane. hit a double spin move and had the fucking offensive lineman falling, which was kind of nuts. And he deserved to fall. You saw how far Taylor kept fucking lining up on the line. The Even the commentators are talking about, bro, that's, that, that's a false start. Like that's what the fuck is he doing? Bro, he's all the way in the backfield. He's lined up with the running back right now. No cap. Bro was all the way in the back. And he eventually got the, what was it, a false start call late in the game? Yeah. So, yeah, that shit was bad. But that you're not lying. That D-line was hungry all night getting back there. 
And they did you know what? Sometimes they, they, the old line was able to stand for Pat Mahomes, but a lot of the night that that D line was getting back there. And then the other rookies, shout out how like all the rookies. Uh, my pick for rookie defensive worker of the year, Campbell. He made a big pass breakup. Yeah, he did. He had some. He had some tackles, and he was just. I mean, doing his thing at linebacker, but he was so close to have an interception. But the other rookie who did get the interception, Bell. That was the difference maker. I feel like in the game was that defensive touchdown right there. Because even though the Lions, the Lions should have scored him when they entered that red zone. That other the, like drive before that, and fucking the fumble by Jeff Reynolds, or yep. Marvin, Jones, Marvin Jones fumbles it, and then they get the ball. But I feel like the Lions could be that Jaguars team where like their young players are gonna make big differences. And even though they didn't go out and sign a whole bunch of studs. The studs and the people they did sign were good pickups, like the corner, a brand new cornerback room. And yes, Kadarius Tony dropped that shit. A lot of them shit. Sky Moore didn't have a good game. Uh, like none of the Marvis Valdez Scandling did a little bit of this and that, but he wasn't nothing too crazy. Uh, the, the cornerbacks just did enough. I felt like when the, the brand new corners that they went out and got, and like Sutton and somebody else, I can't remember his name right now. But like the D, I feel like they could be like this year's version of Jaguars of last year. Great take, definitely. This game reminded me how much momentum is important in football. Because once that defense took that pick six, everything changed. There was more confidence, and it felt like that's when the jobs are really, really happening for the Chiefs. And also, it showed Travis Kelsey is a very, very important piece of this offense. Because if you don't have to put three people on Travis Kelsey, you're really leaving um, – you can really have people hold their zones and really stop shit against the Chiefs. And I really want to see when Travis Kelsey is going to get back because it doesn't look like the Chiefs are going to be looking too good until he gets there. They're saying he should be good because they have 10 days of rest since they played Thursday. So he should be back week two, but, you know, you never want to rush it. But the defense didn't look too bad without Cham uh, – Without Chris Jones, I would give him that. They, uh, but I, I don't know. Just because I also do think if Marvin Jones didn't fumble in the red zone, they probably score near thirty points, like for the game. And I'm just like, and they're always gonna play shootouts, but you can't. I just, I just, I gotta see more uh, sample size out of a non-Chris Jones defense. I was gonna say, I think the defense didn't play horrible, but I also don't think this is a defense. For a championship team, if, when Chris Jones isn't there, yeah, that's that's I think the perfect way of setting it. And also, uh, they punted it on like the forty yard line, like the whatever they uh, made that one punt all day. Whatever, like they could have gone for it. They were so close. So like it's like the, I feel like the Lions were moving the ball pretty easily throughout the game. All right, but let's get into Sunday and Monday, boys. We got the full slate ahead of us. Not a lot of big spreads, and as always, we'll wrap up. Oh, real quick, Kev, gonna uh, say something. So I know the Chiefs did have to deal with a lot of drops. Kadarius Tony. Yeah, he did drop a lot. Pat, Pat Mahomes hit a lot of great dimes, but a lot of times he was rushed, he was pressured. Oh my! The enemy. How do you do? You think there was a notice that was that be? Is it just Travis Kelsey being gone and the lines being a? good team or is there a difference without the enemy so without kelsey last year mahomes threw to like 12 different receivers and they looked good and they won the game this season i mean this game with without him 
he still threw to like ten receivers. Like he had, like he threw to a lot of. He was getting everyone involved. I think it was more of the drops because if uh, if that that one play where Mahomes is dancing and he throws across the body to Sky Moore and like he drops it and it would have been a first down on like a third and something like that would have been like one of those like oh shit holding you off see what Mahomes does did without Travis Kelsey, Kadarius Tony. Literally, they're down by one, two and a half minutes left, a third and whatever. Kadarius Tony hits him right in the hands, beyond first down. No one's near him. He just drops it. And then, like, if they would have got that first down, they're within field goal range. They're going to burn the clock down, kick the field goal, probably win the game. Uh, but so then we're talking a different tune, like, oh, they were able to get it done. So I don't – I think it's just without Kelsey. I still think the offense would be pretty good. Andy Reid was still doing his thing. The uh, but without Kelsey, those jet sweep shit ain't gonna work. You need Kelsey on the field to like add some like extra eyes on the tight end, so you can get the wide receiver jet sweep shit going. Like uh, other than that, like uh, it won't work. I don't think. And they did that like four times, and every time that shit got blown up. So that's real now. So yeah, that's a good point. And then I think this is the season that they finally start paying wide receivers because they let Tyree Falk last year. They motherfucking let Juju walk. This, they this let Juju season. walk because he was talking all that shit. They oh, were really? going to sign him, but then he got onto Twitter and was doing his Eli Apple impersonation. And Andy Reid was like, we don't do that in this uh, over here. Mm. Oh, TikTok boy had to go. <laughs> there it goes. Well, let's get into these Sunday matchups. September 10th, first weekend of football. We're going to start off with the biggest spread of the weekend, nine and a half points. Ravens are favored at home against the Houston Texans. Uh, it was 10 points whenever it opened, or 10 and a half. And I'm going to assume it will probably be around 10 whenever they kick off. And just my little stat that I have for this game is John Harbaugh, when he's a, ten, when he's a double-digit favorite, has never lost a football game. Wow. So whenever he's supposed to win, you he, he will he will he has won every time. So like that's all I need to know. I do uh I do think the Texans may keep it a little closer. Ten points is a lot for the very first game, especially because the Ravens have a new offensive coordinator that the preseason they weren't looking too great with. I feel like they're still learning the system. So I want to take the ten points. But I do think the Ravens to win is at home in the season opener after losing back-to-back preseason games, and that shit is dead. That record's dead. I feel like they're going to come in kind of kind of ready. Like, you know, like kind of get that, like shut everybody up. Let's get back to the show on the road. The Ravens lost back-to-back preseason games. Vegas has something to do with that. Vegas said oh, we're losing way too much money. Mm. Well, the other teams were playing their starters up until like the third and fourth quarters, so like they were like it, it was like they were trying to beat that fucking uh, shit. Oh, I don't respect that at all. But yeah. it is what it is. But shout out the Ravens, shout out the Texans, new coach, new quarterback. I would love to see them do something, but there's no way a um, a rookie head coach, even though it's it is Demico Ryan, but there's no way a rookie head coach with a rookie quarterback. It's gonna go all the way to Baltimore and bust their ass. That's why. I, that's why I'm thinking that they could try to make it close. They could maybe keep it within the spread, but I wouldn't be shocked if the Ravens cover on this one. They really make um win by two touchdowns. Lamar comes really active. 
Odell comes hyped the fuck up. Like, if the Ravens really show up and show that, like, yo, we're going to be a problem this year and we're looking to win our division, we're going to do it. We pay Lamar all this money, they're going to do it. And there are certain head coaches that completely destroy rookie quarterbacks. Harbaugh, uh, Bill Belichick, Shanahan, uh, like Tomlin, like a rookie. Arthur Smith. Whenever they play against a rookie quarterback, like their records speak for themselves. Yeah, yeah. And um, this is on some funny shit, motherfucking. Did you see um, Lamar Jackson get called out on, I want to say, AEW by Chris Jericho? No. I mean, no, that. It was funny as hell. That boy, uh, Mar- uh, I guess they were in Baltimore, and um, Lamar was in the crowd. All you hear is Chris Jericho go, man, I can't even kick Lamar Jackson's ass. And they just motherfucking uh, pointed the um, camera to Lamar. He just over here just looking like laughing and shit. And I'm, like, Lamar in here? I'm like, I'm like, see, if, this, if the Broward if, if brow part of Lamar came out, nigga would be wrong. But I hear you. I hear you, Chris. <laughs> No, when Chris won the goats, ever since he had that long list. I was saying he did beat like well, not Brock Lesnar. There was somebody that he fought and beat. It might have been Brock. Who did he fight? I don't know, but that's the fact that he's still going. Like even I remember whenever he, I was watching him. Goldberg, he, he was old. That's oh, who he fought. Yeah, he fought Goldberg and won. Yeah, that was nice. It was on to the game. Yeah, next oh. game, we made our pick. Our next game. Uh, Vikings are five and a half point favorite at home against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Baker Mayfield is the starter. I mean, they still got the weapons. Defense is still intact. The uh, Shaq Barrett's healthy. Vikings. Jordan Addison, rookie, is uh, going to be playing. Madison is going to be the starting running back. With, uh, but it should be an interesting game. I mean, five and a half points. It's within the touchdown. Nothing too crazy. How do you feel about it? The Booty Pirates. That's going to be their name all season. The Booty Pirates. Booty Pirates. So, so um, Minnesota will get their ass whooped. I'm hoping just because we saw Justin Jefferson week one last year, the way he decimated the Packers. I'm really hoping him and Kirk come with that same energy. I've been rapping about this is their first, this is their first year ever having the same, um, Kirk Cousins having the same off, a play caller two years in a row. Hoping that makes sense. Hoping they look like, yo, we kind of fizzled out in the playoffs. So let's come out here and really show out. So I'm real hoping, I'm expecting a good game from the Vikings. I really like Madison and running back. And the Booty Pirates suck to me. So hopefully the Vikings kill them. Yeah, I mean, I like, I'm happy you brought up Madison. Like, uh, I actually, one of my props is Madison over 66 and a half rushing yards. I think people still believe the Bucks have an elite front seven. And as we saw last year, like that front seven was no longer elite. Uh, they lost to, uh, I know Shaq Barrett's going to be healthy now, but I just don't, I don't believe in them being that elite. They lost Ryan Jensen at center for the year. He might retire altogether. So they're going to have to move around that offensive line again. They already uh- moved. Worse to left tackle instead of right tackle because they need to protect the blind side a lot more because Donovan Smith is gone. And, like, there's so many holes, I feel like, at the Bucks right now. Like, this is hard to – like, on the road, too. Uh, the, the Vikings – I Vikings, I you know, you know I love me. It's a little Kirk O'Bangs. So, I'm, I give you the Vikings here easily. Brad, have you seen the commercial for the, um, the 104 like script reading? Yeah, and they have, like, shirts, yeah, shirts with the chains in those shirts. <laughs> yeah, how about we play shirts and skins? Shirts versus skins. Uh, 
Kirk, I love, I love how the NFL leaned into that for the commercials and stuff. That was great. When first time I seen it, and I was like, oh, they're nice. Whoever, I forgot who said that dumbass shit, but I appreciate them for it now. Someone said, like, one of them in the commercials said, I think this year we should take out Patrick Mahomes. He's like, take out Patrick Mahomes? Everyone, everyone's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but our next game, the one of the closest spreads of the weekend, Pittsburgh Steelers are two-and-a-half-point home dog against the San Francisco 49ers, who shout-out Nick Bosa, highest-paid defensive player in history. He got the fucking bag. Got played, got paid like a damn quarterback, but he deserves every fucking penny, not going to lie. They did go out and add Javon Hargreave to that defensive line, too. It's gonna be, but Steelers did bunker, I mean, hunker up on the offensive line. They're a little bit better. George Pickens, year two. Uh, Nigel Harris, fully healthy with a better O-line. Kenny Pickett year two and TJ Watts healthy. I think this is one of the more interesting games of the year. Oh, not year of the opening weekend. It's Steelers versus who? 49ers. That's a good game. Two and a half underdog. How you feeling about this? TJ Watt is a difference factor. Uh I do think the Steelers defense is gonna See, this game could go like Brock Purdy isn't that guy. He got rushed back from his injury. He uh, he's not like maybe he doesn't look the same. Sometimes he just look good. Now they got now they got tape on you. And it's the Steelers, Mike Tomlin. He's been prepping for this game for weeks. So like I could see the Steelers coming out and winning it, but like I can't really bet against the 49ers. I think the 49ers are just that team. Like the the Super Bowl or bust mentality. Maybe they come out flat on the road. But it's opening weekend. Shanahan's been cooking shit up. I just, I just think they're a well-oiled machine. Whereas we're hoping Kenny Pickett comes in to his own as near two. We're hoping George Pickens is actually that guy. We're hoping that offensive line is better this year. We're like, we're hoping Nige looks as good as his rookie year. Like, there's a lot of hope on one side versus I know what I'm getting with the 49ers. <laughs> That's facts. There's two things I believe in with the Steelers. I always believe in that defense wherever they go. And I believe in Mike Tomlin. I feel like Mike Tomlin is one of those dudes that spent the entire summer preparing for game one. He's been telling them boys, motivating them boys. They're coming in ready to fuck some shit up. And you have T.J. Watt. That's always something that you always got to bring up. So it's beautiful. T.J. Watt on one side and Nick Bosa on the other side. We're watching a lot of fucking defense this game. But I did like that take that you had when it was like, there's a lot of hope with the Steelers. The 49ers, on the other hand, I'm a firm believer in Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel. Christian McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell. They got weapons. Real, real killers at all at all angles to hit you with. So this 49er team has everything you need on offense. And you can probably pretty much put anybody in that motherfucker. We've seen them do it. And you got that defense that is relentless at any and all times. So I like this is probably one of the better games of the week. If I were to give a take, though, on who to take, you kind of trust the Steelers at home. Mike Tomlin, week one, probably, I bet you as a bad man, there's probably a great record on that around that somewhere. But um, I'll look it up on, on Twitter to see if we can find Mike Tomlin's week one record. And I do notice that the, that the 49ers do start their um, – Seasons a lot slower because even we bust their ass last year as the Falcons. 
So I'm going to be shocked that the Steelers can come in as much. The 49 is the favorite? Yeah, two and a half point favorite. I don't know. I want to be shocked if the Steelers did something crazy. I'm, I'm going to debate it on it from what's Mike Tomlin's week one record. So, I mean, I'm rocking with the 49ers because I just think they're a well-oiled machine. I mean, offensive line, Trent Williams, George Kittle at the tight end, Debo and Ayuk. Brock Purdy, as long as he just does his thing, he's going to look good. And, I mean, I feel like the Shanahan system will make him look good. CMC, fully healthy. Defense, fucking Fred Warner, like they, Bosa. They just got Hargreave. I just – I think that they're going to get the Kenny Pickett a lot. I don't think the offensive line is really fixed yet. I think it's a little better. And I just think we'll see the offensive struggles again. I do, however, think because they'll get to him, Pat Fryermuth will have a pretty good game. He always gets a lot of targets from Kenny Pickett. I got him over three and a half receptions. I think he'll just be the safety valve whenever pressure's coming. He'll get at least over three and a half catches this game. Mm-hmm. I'm fine. I'm looking for Mike Tomlin's week one record. I don't know, man. I'm not hearing good things right now. I know last year they lost to the Bengals, but it was like an overtime game. There was like a block a blocked fucking field goal or some shit, the touchdown from the corner. I think Burrow threw like a, whole, a few interceptions. Or was that the year before? I just remember there's a there... – I just like the 49ers here. Yeah, I guess I'm going to take the 49ers on this one. I don't like agreeing. I don't like agreeing on close games, especially when I have um... – Oh uh, yeah, I'll take I'll take um I'll take the 49ers on this one. And then we got another division not another, but a divisional game where the Indianapolis Colts are at home, four and a half point underdog against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Calvin Ridley's back from his suspension. He's playing week one. He's suspected to be wide receiver one for the Jaguars. Anthony Richardson, we're going to see what he looks like. Uh, we're going to see the Gator boy himself running uh, at the helm for the Colts. No Jonathan Taylor, who's on the pup list. It's time to see because uh, uh, Colts also rookie head coach here. George is Doug Peterson. Do, the Colts, do you think the Colts have enough to win it Win it at home? Or do you think the Jaguars is just going to take care of business? Oh, you know how I feel about rookie head coaches and rookie quarterbacks. Yeah, you know how I feel about them. You know, ever since um, um, who was it? The Jaguars, Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence. I haven't trusted that. So, oof, I want to see AR. I want to see Anthony Richardson do something crazy this weekend. But I think the Jaguars team is very similar to the um, to the Lions. I think they're really um a team that feels like they got something to prove. They got momentum from last year, and they only got better in the off season. So this line Jaguars team is about to and Doug Peterson, class act. So this team is really about to come show them something. And the Jaguars are known for fucking up the coach. Yeah. Uh I mean I think we'll see the Colts. I think AR Richardson's gonna show the world he's him week one. I wasn't big on him in college, but does everything he's shown in preseason, the athletic freak that he is, I think he's gonna shock the world here. I think he's gonna run for his fucking life. I do suspect that, but I do think he'll make the throws when they count. I think Michael Pittman's still a legit wide receiver one, and if he ends up having to get those one-on-ones on the outside because people are zoning in on the RPO with Richardson, 
I could see I could see in a that one where Anthony Richardson goes off this game and has like a Lamar esque rookie type first game where it showcases his talents to the world of like, oh I'm here, motherfuckers. And a lot of people are counting out this Colts because of that, because uh, of no JT and what the fuck's going on with Ursay. And I just think a lot of people are counting them out. I also think the Jags are sniffing themselves a little too much off of last year. People forget, like, they, they threw three interceptions in the first half of that playoff game. You, you're not supposed to win that game. They weren't playing great football all the time. They still, they were very inconsistent. It was a roller coaster with the Jags. And I think this is a game where the Colts could come out and shock the world. So we're going to have our very first, uh, a very first difference here. We'll see what happens, man. But I also want to shout out the coach's defense. I do want to see how this coach's defense looks like, and I think that's the difference maker. And uh, real quick, I forgot to hit this on during the Bucks game. I do have Ricard White, the running back for the uh, Bucks, to go over two and a half catches. I just think Baker's going to do some dinking ducks. And he, he and he's like the, the packs catching back in RB1 right now. But uh, next game, divisional game. And it was actually kind of a surprising uh, divisional game. I didn't know this, but we got the Browns at home. Two-point underdog at home against the Bengals. Come, Joe yes. Burrow will play. At, will play. Joe Burrow and the Bengals, they – Burrow was like one in three against the Browns in his career – or one in four against the Browns in his career so far. Uh, he The Browns have owned uh, Zach Snyder – not Zach Snyder, uh, Zach Brown and this Bengals team. Burrow does, has not looked played his best games when he goes against the Browns. Denzel Ward had that 99-yard interception return on him uh, like early in the year last year. He threw, I think, like two interceptions that game. They lost the game against the Browns. Does, does he finally get the monkey off his back and get like start looking good against the Browns here? Oh, that's a great question, man. But, see, the thing about Joe Burrow is you're talking about the old Joe Burrow. See, we getting paid over here. That's a that was a that was a that was a young Joe Burrow, a Joe Burrow that didn't know what a dollar felt like. You feel me? That boy done got figured it out now. Highest paid player in NFL history, Joe Burrow. You feel me? So we over here counting our checks. You feel me? Counting our stats. You feel me? And I think that's what Joe Burrow's about to do. I think I did pick Joe Burrow for an MVP season. I think this is the season the Bengals don't start slow. I think the Bengals start really slow every season and end up doing the same. I think this is the year they take that leap immediately. And this team is ready to go fuck some shit up. They lost bad to the Chiefs. They they want to fucking they want to show that they got supremacy. And I just like it. I don't really like this Browns team. I'm not a believer in Deshaun Watson. Kevin Stefanski, I think, is on a really short leash right now because they want to know if it was him or Baker. And Nick Chubb can't just do it all himself, even though he does have that own line. I think Nick Chubb is going to make something shake. But if they can key in on Nick Chubb and keep it keep it manageable, I Joe Beasy kills him. And you still got Sam Hubbard and all them boys down low. Yeah, Trey Hendrickson, too. Like, I don't know. This is, I'm going to start off by saying this. This is one of the first of my five best bets. Minus two Bengals. Give me the spread. I really like the Bengals here. I think they're not respecting them because they usually start off slow and the Browns own them. But this, I, if this was Jacoby Brissett starting, 
I'm not touching this game because of that. But because of the fact that Deshaun Watson starting week one, where they, they're going to try to make it into a passing-type offense. And all this is I think the first weeks of the Browns are when they're going to look the worst. I think the first four weeks of the Browns is whenever they're going to look terrible, and by, like, week five is when they're going to go back to, like, okay, we're going to run the ball 25 fucking times with Nick Chubb. It's going to be centered around Nick Chubb. But until then, I think the Browns are going to look terrible because, like you said, Watson, we're not high on him. Um, I think I think he's going to have, look terrible. They're going to try to force it. And then whenever they try to get Nick Chubb the ball here or there, Trey Henderson, Hubbard, they're going to make sure to stop those maybe 15 carries he'll get this game because they're going to try to throw it early, go get down early, and then be forced to throw it all game, and it's going to look terrible. Yeah, sounds like sounds like them. Sounds like them boys. I'm – I'm glad we. I'm glad we agreed on this one. Joe, Joe Burrow MVP. Joe Burrow MVP. Nah, not yet. Not yet. Okay, we'll see. Highest paid though. Highest paid. But best bet minus two Bengals. Next game, we got the rookie Washington Commander Sam Howell, seven point favorite at home against the Arizona Cardinals without Kyler <laughs> Murray. No more Isaiah Simmons. No Colt McCoy. I Josh Dobbs will be their starter. Um, this is also Bienemy's first first year with the Washington as like a co coach with Ron Rivera. I mean, they're putting a lot of respect on the Commanders here. Minus seven at home. No one really knows what Howell is yet. Oh man, ah oh, Paul, like you said it best during the preseason episodes when we you were talking about the Cardinals that the fire sale is on. Fire shows on. Eventually, they're gonna figure out a way to get rid of everybody. Buda Baker's probably gonna be somewhere new. Hopefully, somewhere fire like San Diego or where are they at now? Los Angeles. Yeah. Like the Chargers or something, maybe the Falcons. But I think this might be one of those games where Cardinals said if they won one, it could be this one. Like you know how like a lot of like. Game week one Texans games and Browns games back when the Browns were really bad. That week one was like the one they almost got. Like they, they got almost, up for it. They were like, everyone's yeah. was showing we're not no bitches. Facts. Like they're okay with just getting up one week. Like anytime the revenge games, the Baker Panthers um Panthers um revenge games last year, and then motherfucking they were terrible after that until they got rid of Matt Rule. So like, I don't know. I think. Oh, what do you think is going to happen in this game? I think Sam Howell fucking stinks. Wow. And I th- I still – I have st- ever since he got drafted, that was my, like, the worst quarterback out of that top five. And, like, I had fucking – what's his name ahead of him? Um, For the uh, – Malik Willis. Like, that's how much <laughs> I thought Sam Howell stunk. Like, I just don't believe in Sam Howell. Definitely not for a seven-point favorite at home. I, I'm not touching the spread. I, I do think it's a silly spread at seven points. Actually, no, fuck it. I'm going to add it to my best bets. It's an extra best bet. Plus seven Cardinals. I just think Sam Howell is still a, a raw product, and I don't think he's going to be a raw product whenever it's all said and done. So wow. I think the Cardinals are going to come out, like you said, Jags week one with Gardner Minshew a couple of years ago. Just fucking shock the world. Get a, get a win on a game, and then we might not hear anything from them ever again. But I think this is the game where Vegas just got the line a little fucked up. Yeah, I think plus seven is crazy. I would take the points. But 
Still take the commanders just because I like the enemy. I believe in the enemy, and I got scary Terry on my fantasy. So like, and scary, scary Terry got turf toe right now or some shit. His toes fucked up. Like, not to like I don't know. I do. I will say for the commies, I do have a prop bet that like one of my super locks of the weekend is a uh, Logan Thomas, the tight end, to have over eighteen and a half receiving yards. The Cardinals were dead last last year against tight ends, allowing like sixty something yards per game, and like not even a close second, like a next like fifteen yard difference between them and the second to last guy. Like they just cannot guard the tight end, and I I think Logan Thomas is that solid vet, like definitely tight end one for Washington, and like eighteen and a half yards. This is like two or three catches. Like I think he gets that. I I really like that bet for the weekend. Nice, but they're still gonna lose. Don't get me wrong. Don't get twisted. I don't know, man. I, I like Scary Terry. And who's the other um, one? Jahan Dotson. Jahan Dotson, second year. He's one of my wide receivers, I think. If Howell is the guy, the Dotson, I think Dotson's a legit wide receiver. I think he could potentially be better than Scary Terry by the end of the year. Chill, 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 chill. That's Scary Terry. Next game, I, we're split on that one. Next game, we'll see how – I think we're going to probably have the same pick here. The New Orleans Saints are a three-point favor at home against the Tennessee Titans. We see that we get to see Derek Carr first game, first official game as the quarterback. No Camara, but they still got Latavius Murray, Jamal Williams, and the rookie. Michael Thomas is healthy, so they say Olave. Jimmy Graham is back on the team starting at tight end in 2023. But Tennessee Titans, you got D Hop now. Traylon Burks is year two. Tannehill's healthy. Derek Henry is back. I know what your pick is, so I'm just going to go out and say it early. One of my best bets for this weekend, Tennessee Titans plus three. Give me the Titans. Even if they lose, I don't think I, – I think people are counting out the Titans offense. Like, this this offense reminds you of the year when they won 12 games. Like, you got Derrick Henry. You're going to load up the box against him. And then they used to have A.J. Brown over there. Now they got D-Hop over there, who I think just has one more good year left in him. And I think we get to see we get to see the Titans of uh, a few years ago, and especially a great head coach of Mike Rabel. Great head coach, can't ever count him out. Great, great head coach, great, great guy. But the Saints having Jimmy Graham in twenty twenty three is crazy. That's crazy. And Taysom Hill still, let's not forget him. But I mean, Jimmy Graham, there. But the Saints fan in my mentions are just talking about where he's looking like twenty fourteen Jimmy Graham. I'm like, what the fuck are we talking about here right now? That's crazy. But, yeah, I'm definitely taking the Titans on this one. But I'm looking forward to seeing what the Titans' defense looks like. Looks like. I feel like they've been um, – I don't think they were that great last year, so I'd love to see what they have to shape this year. They were terrible last year, so the, it, I'm not going to lie. They were ass. But I feel like Derek Carr, Carr makes mistakes, even against bad defense. Derek Carr is still the standard to me. If you're better than Derek Carr, you're a good quarterback. If you're not better than Derek Carr, you're a bad quarterback. And I will say my Derrick Henry over 78 and a half rushing yards to me look too good. I like I feel like he's somebody you gotta set the line at 90. Especially like Derrick Henry, 78 and a half. I feel like he's gonna they're gonna feed him the ball a lot. There is no real running back two right now. So we'll we'll get a lot of Derrick Henry. So 78 and a half, I feel like he, we'll hit that number. On to your team, Kev. Opening the year as a favorite. 
three-and-a-half-point favorite at home against division rival Carolina Panthers. I wish I had Marcus here right now to talk this game, but we don't. So I got to hear your take on y'all's opening weekend game. Three-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, I mean, I guess we could call them division rivals. I just call them blue mud, them blue mother truckers. But I guess we can call them division rivals. But the best two, the best two um teams in the division are playing this week: Panthers and the the Panthers and the Falcons. You already know. And this is gonna be a good a good year to see what's going on, man. I want to see they're throwing they're throwing what's his name Bryce Young immediately into the start. He's immediately again today. Got him some weapons. Steeler might look decent. Who else is over there? They don't have um DJ Moore no more. Jonathan Mingo out of like the second or third round. Terrence Marshall, who looked pretty good last year towards the end of the year when a DJ Moore wasn't really playing them, uh, wasn't playing too well. I mean, yeah. not terrible. And this is our first year without DB's D Dean P's at defensive coordinator. So maybe this offense can score some points. But I want to see what the fuck this defense got going on because this defense is the best part about that team. And now our offense, we're fully healthy, we're big, we're ready to run this bitch. So them boys better be ready to fucking run around all day and deal with Bijan, deal with Tyler, deal with Cordero, deal with motherfucking Drake London big ass blocking shit, Kyle Pitts over there catching shit. So like we have a lot of weapons on offense. And our own lines looking like they're going, they're going to be blocking all year long. So I'm too excited for the season. I'm crazy hyped to see our team look great. And I want to see if Desmond Ritter can just start his rise now. Yeah, I'm big on the Desmond year, Ritter year two looking really good. I'm big on Drake. I think Drake London probably goes over for 1,000 yards this year just because the way Ritter threw him the ball a lot towards the end of the season when he finally started. So mm -hmm. I, I think uh, – I think it's going to be a very tight game, though. I don't know. This game, I think, is going to be – we'll see who has the better momentum push in certain uh, certain moments in the game. I feel like we'll see a couple big plays that change everything. Maybe it's like Drake London, like 40-yard catch down the sideline. Maybe it's a Miles Sanders run for the uh, – J.C. Horn interception. You know, like, I feel like there's going to be something big in the fourth quarter that really changes the momentum of everything in this game. They'll come right down to it. I was going to go with the Falcons – because I do believe him. But just to make things interesting, I'm going to rock with the Panthers. Uh, just a divisional game. It gets a little ugly. I think even though I believe in the Falcons' offense, I also believe in the Panthers' defense. And I think that's going to be the difference maker in this game. I think that we'll see uh, maybe a costly fumble, maybe from London again. Or maybe we'll see an interception. So I just think they'll force something big in the uh, late in the game that changes everything. And the Panthers, Miles Sanders is going to look great, I think. Because y'all do have great corners and a good secondary now with Bates there. Um, Jeff Okuda will be there later in the season when he's healthy. But the the defensive line is still questionable. And I think Miles Sanders will probably get uh, under Frank Reich. We'll get, the, we'll get the running game going. So I really – I like the Panthers here a little bit. Bro, if you, if you lost the bet in the Marcus, you could just say that. We don't, we don't got to – we don't got to just let him bully you like this, man. You could just say that. But – I mean, we'll see how the game goes. I always like the first game of the season because I never, I never know what team is showing up. So I'm always, this is always gonna be fun. And then if we move on to the next game. But before we do that, let me real quick because I forgot to hit on this earlier. Was uh, I did have another uh, 
bet that we accidentally passed on. Where was it? Oh, Chris Olave over four and a half receptions for the Saints. I think four and a half is a little low for the guy who showcased that he is that guy. I think he's like a five catches is a little too low for him. So yeah, give me that. Next game, Philadelphia Eagles are four point favorite going into Foxborough against the New England Patriots here. One of my one of the uh like I think my fourth or third best bet of the weekend will be the Eagles minus four. It is just in the fucking Super Bowl against a Patriots team that like I'm not high on at all. The Eagles run defense elite, pass defense elite. Juju's gonna get locked down, I believe. Uh, I actually got Juju under four and a half catches just because he's gonna go up against Darius Slay all game. I, I don't see Juju eating well. I don't see Mac Jones doing well. I I just think the Eagles defense is gonna bully the Patriots this whole like this whole game. And the Eagles could start off slow, but I just think their defense is gonna bully the fuck out of the Patriots here. Four points is a little too small. Yeah, I can respect it. I mean this is definitely, I believe the Patriots are taking fourth in this division. I don't really see I don't really see a high ceiling for the Patriots. I think Bill Belichick can get this defense right and have them doing doing some significant things later in the season. But this offense is gonna need a fine tuning very, very soon. So yeah, I definitely agree with you on this one. I feel the Eagles are a no-brainer. Eagles, they're a team that stayed very similar, stayed very basic, understood that they can work from within. You still got A.J. Brown. You still got Devontae Smith. You still got Jalen Hurts. still got that whole entire defense. You got – You brought back the O-line. Mm-hmm. Who's the running back now? I forgot. They got two – DeAndre Swift and Rashad Penny and Kenneth Gainwell, who's been kind of that, that miscellaneous guy. Mm-hmm. All hitters, man. So, it's nice to see. Yeah, I mean, like four points a little small. Our next game – we got my Miami Dolphins as a three-point underdog on the road against the Chargers. We get the Herbert versus Tua matchup that people love to talk about. And I mean, this will be my fourth best bet right here. Miami Dolphins plus three. I think they're they're off. They shouldn't be an underdog. I mean, everyone has questions and everything, but I mean, we're coming back with a healthy Tua, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle. Then our offensive line. We Taron Armstead is going to play. We Robert uh, Jones is going to play. We got a better offensive line than last year. And in our defense under Vic Fangio, I think this is the game where it's going to showcase, like, oh, shit, this defense is legit. Like, we're going to get – even Christian Wilkins, a defensive tackle who's holding out right now, he still hasn't got paid. But unlike Chris Jones, he's going to play week one for the Dolphins. And I think that's fucking – like, he deserved every penny before, but the fact that he's holding out and then he's still going to suit up and play for us week one, give that motherfucker the bag. Because he's going to go out there and I think he's going to obliterate the offensive line for the Chargers. And he's going to show – I think by week two or three, he'll get that money because of how, how much he's going to ball out this first couple of games. I respect it, man. I think your team, your team did do well. And I'm a big – I'm very high on Mike McDaniels. I think this is the year that he showcases his entire offensive genius mind. But we can't sleep on these charges. This team is good. Justin Herbert maybe took a step up this summer. We'll see. But it's beautiful whenever people talk about this rivalry. Because like I was talking to a Dolphins fan outside of a bowling alley not too long ago. He had a week to be exact. And he was telling me about how, like, I mean, they hate Flores for it, but, like, it kind of makes sense at the same time. Like, they wanted to draft. They wanted to draft Tua. He wanted Herbert, and now you see the difference. Like, 
was like, oh, okay, I can see it. So hearing it from two different point of views, like Dolphin fans are really torn in the middle when it comes to stuff like this. So this is a very interesting week one game. I'm taking the Dolphins because I feel like you guys have a big um no. Tell me why I should take the Dolphins. I'm thinking about taking the Dolphins, but I don't know why I should take the Dolphins. I think most like you said, I the who's gonna stop the offensive weapons? Tua as long as Tua doesn't get hurt, which I don't think he will. And the def I just think Vic Fangio being a defensive coordinator, we're gonna see we're going to see that defense go from, what was it, bottom four last year against the pass to now being one of the middle – not even – you don't have to be top ten. It's like middle of the pack. And on top of it, you got the um, – we're running the best rush defenses last year. And I never believed in Austin Eckler, and I just don't think you're going to be able to win a shootout passing the ball against us. I just – I you, I don't – I just really like us in a shootout. We saw what we did in last year whenever we had a uh, – Whenever we had to shoot it out with teams, we, we had we had more bullets. Wow, damn! I never thought about that, but I do like this to be a shootout. I'm talking like on some thirty point shit. Yeah, I mean, uh, I will say I have two little props: Jalen Waddle over four and a half catches. I mean, he, that motherfucker gets like eight to ten targets a game. Like four and a half, I feel like it's really low. And then Austin, oh, the four and a half is way low. Yeah, Austin Eckler under 49 and a half rushing yards. We were one of the top end rush defenses last year with Vic Bangio. I think we're going to get better. Bradley Chubb is going to play the full season for us. Jalen Phillips, Christian Wilkins, that D-line is fucking disgusting. Then Jerome Baker. Uh, yeah, Eli Apple, but we still got Cater. We still got uh, Xavier Howard, Javon Holland. We have so many, like, playmakers on defense, I think that Vic Vangel is really going to turn it up. So, Austin Eckler under 49 and a half. Mm. Is, it the, is this the year Austin um, Eckler slows down? I think so. Like, And it was, I think it'll be exposed a lot more. Like, he can get the passes, but then it's not gonna, he's not scoring 20 touchdowns this season. And, like, what, what else is he really good for? Yeah, that's facts. Next game, divisional game. Los Angeles Rams are five-point underdog on the road against the Seattle Seahawks. No Cooper Cup for the Rams with his hamstring injury. But as everybody knows, Sean McVay owns Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll owns Shanahan. Shanahan owns McVay. But had one-on-one. Uh, -on -one. I mean, last year, Geno Smith and the Seahawks, uh, didn't, they, didn't they lose to the Rams in the final game of the season? You know, Gino threw like two picks or something like that. Uh, but I just know these games are always super close. And even without Cooper Cup, you still got Aaron Donald, still got Matthew Stafford. Van Jefferson's going to be out there. Cam Akers. Offensive line going to be fucking ass. But Seahawks defense, I mean, could take a step forward. But to me, I think they're still one of the worser defenses there are. Gino Smith was well, out. I, I just think this game is interesting. It's a five-point favorite. You trusting in Gino? I'm trusting in Gino. It's been Gino time for a little second. I'm not trusting him with the deed to my house. But I'm trusting Gino. I'm trusting Gino to get it done. But more than anything, I'm trusting Pete Carroll because they got to make something shake. They made the playoffs last year. So I only think they're only getting better. And if Pete Carroll can continue to make Gino better, that tells me more about, like, damn, it really was him. Maybe it wasn't Russ this whole time. They did lose the offensive coordinator. That uh, was the one that everyone's accrediting towards making Geno's turnaround year. He went to be the he went to the uh, Bucks 
So, uh, but was it offensive coordinator? Or was it Gino? We'll find out. He does have the weapons. DK Tyler Lockett and the rookie Jackson Nigra Smith will be starting as well. I think it's going to be interesting. Oh, do I want to take the Rams week one? Do I want to get burned like that? Do I really want to trust in the Rams? Because I'm so – no, give me the Seahawks. Fuck it. Uh, Pete Carroll is going to get the win against McVay. He's going to get the monkey off his back. And, that, like I said in the preseason, takes for the division. I think the Rams are going to be fighting for a first overall pick. Mm-hmm. They need it. And then, oh, yeah. I do have under 253 and a half passing yards for Geno. I think the defense does play him very well. So I just don't think he has a big game. What do you think this is? Uh, what's the over-under for the game? Uh, for, like the points? Mm-hmm. The over-under on points is 46. But I think this game is going to be like a 21-17 game. I could see that. I'll definitely take the under on that one. Uh, but next game, we got the Green Bay Packers, one-and-a-half-point underdog on the road against the Chicago Bears. They're a favorite to open the season against the division rival. No more Aaron Rodgers. This is the start of the Jordan Love era. Chicago Bears, I mean, they re- they rebuilt the offensive line. They rebuilt the defense. They got DJ Moore. Uh, they still got Mooney. They got Khalil Herbert, running back number one. Dante Foreman, you know a little bit about him from the Falcons. He's the backup running back. And Justin Fields, it's time to unleash him, as some would say. How is it? It's the closest spread, I believe, of the weekend. So one and a half points, basically a pick em. How are you leaning here? One thing about the Packers and Bears I always respect is the fact that they really took the time to keep their rivalry. A lot of people could have been like, oh, that's some old shit. Especially since a lot of, if you ever go look at the highlights from this rivalry, a lot of those hits that they sent out and the stuff they were doing would get you banned from the league. Like, a lot of this- yeah, for like you can't even come in or watch a game. They won't even let you buy a hot dog from the concession stand type band. You're not even allowed to tailgate on the premises. So it's cool that they always respect this rivalry and they keep this rivalry going. So to hear that the the Packers are underdog to the Bears is crazy because times have changed. But as you can see, I'm not a fan of the um, Jordan Love era. I don't think the Packers looked good with Aaron Rodgers last year on offense, so the best they could do is have close games and their defense keeps them close. And if their defense can hold teams under 10 points, I think those are the games that they win. When could they score like 17 or something like that? But I like the Bears. I think their defense is going to take a step up with those young with the young corners. They have like Eddie Jackson. I can't remember the name of the other one. You still got Justin Fields, and he's – unless defense are keying in on him, keying in on him immediately – he still has those wheels, so he's going to figure out a way to get up out of there. So, yeah, I'm definitely taking the Bears on this one because I also still think, believe in my decision, that they pick, take second in the um, division. I have the Bears over the Packers on the division, but for the opening game, I like the Packers on the road. Yeah. I think Jordan Love plays good enough. Watson's going to make him look really well. And I just think the defense is going to be the reason why they win. I don't believe in Justin Fields as a real-life quarterback, but a baller in fantasy. But in real life, I don't believe in him either. Who has the better defense here? The Packers. So give me the Packers. What about Aaron Jones? 
You think they're going to abuse Aaron Jones? Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon. I think we're going to see a lot of the run and then the play action to Christian Watson, 6'4", got like a 40-inch vert. Like I think – I think they 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 can run a West Coast system and make it look pretty at least decent. Whereas the Bears, I I don't know what respect out of them. I'm not high on Fields as an MVP pick. I think I think this is gonna be the game where everything comes back down to earth. Where everyone's like, oh shit, the Bears did have the number one overall pick last year. They probably yeah. were probably not gonna be some playoff caliber super squad. I I think this is be the game where all that shit goes back to normal. Dead motherfucking ass, because this field MVP chance are wild. I do have one prop for this game. Dante Foreman, under 21 and a half rushing yards. Khalil Herbert, I think, like, all preseason, Dante Foreman's been, like, the ugly stepchild. They didn't want nothing to really do with him. They brought him in, paid him a little bit. They tried to use him in the preseason and training camps. He didn't look too good. Definitely didn't look better than Herbert. So a lot of people thinking he's going to split carries with Herbert. I think we're going to find out that, like, no, it's a Khalil Herbert or Justin Fields run. That's it. We're not going to see Foreman. So under 21 and a half. All right. We'll see. Last 4 o'clock game before we get into the primetime games and we get the fuck up out of here. We got the Broncos at home, three and a half point favorites against the Raiders. Divisional game. Jimmy G's first game as the Raiders. Denver Broncos first game with Sean Payton. No Jerry Judy, but we still got Corlin Sutton. Javante Williams is looking like he will be ready to go week one. And just before I hand this off to Kev, I will say this is my last best bet of the weekend, and it will be the Broncos minus three and a half at home. Oh, for sure. I'm glad that you I'm glad that you're taking this right here. Cause I seen a stat that the Raiders have like six new players starting on defense this game. Yeah. <laughs> that shit is insane. This is gonna be the Raiders are looking – people keep talking about the Cardinals, but the Raiders are looking like the ugly duck and the ugly ducklings of the AFC. So, I like the – I like the – um I like the Broncos to look good. I think Sean Payne's coming to – coming ready to – ready for vengeance and shit, ready to fuck some shit up. I'd seen the quote where he cussed um, Russ's ass out. Because yeah. Because he was like, stop trying to look so fucking pretty all the for the camera. Not everything's a fucking PR. So I'm like, ooh, that boy's that boy's not playing it. He's not having it. And I'm pretty sure he's gonna have breasts on a short leash. So the Broncos, I still own real estate in there. I think this is the last year we find out if to sell it to if we're gonna sell or not. But let's see what happens, man. I'm picking Broncos this one. And Javante Williams coming back. I mean, it was a very bad injury. I believe in I've been high on Javante Williams train since he's a rookie. Since I first invested in Bronco County, it was because of Javante Williams. So I got over 48 and a half rushing yards. I know it's kind of scary because he wasn't even supposed to play week one and here he is. But I trust in him and I trust they're going to run it down the fucking Raiders throat. Like, how do you stop a great pass, a pass rusher like Crosby? Run the ball through the fucking gut. And that's going to be Javante Williams' fucking job. Uh, we won't see much. So I don't think we'll see a lot of rush throws. I see. We, I think Sean Payne's gonna run the fucking ball. Just keep running the ball, play action, let Russ do something here or there. But Javante Williams over forty eight and a half, and on the other side, Jacoby Myers under three and a half receptions. First off, Jimmy G's not a gunslinger. He's not gonna throw like thirty or 40, 50 passes. He's not. They're gonna try to keep him within twenty to twenty five. Like at least eight, eight to ten of those targets will be going to Devontae Adams. 
And then I think Hunter Renfro would get the second amount of targets. Then Josh Jacobs, I think, is going to get some targets. The tight end. Then Jacoby Myers is the, uh, the other ugly stepchild. Like, it's just like they got him from the Patriots. He was wide receiver one on the Patriots. But over here, he's like the fourth or fifth option, I think. So under three and a half receptions for him. And they're going up against this Broncos defense that's just really, really, really good. I think we see the Broncos win three and a half. Cover the spread as my best bet. They run the fucking ball and just play great defense. Yep, I like to see it, man. I'm glad. I'm glad we kept us land in Bronco County because it looked like it. It looks. It was trying to sell last year, but like the, we had to wait for it to buy the average to go back up. <laughs> yeah, the rust tornado came and started tearing up all the land. But the oh, shots yeah, they- and GoFundMe is here. <laughs> And then our prime, to we get into our prime time games before we hit our locks and dogs of the week and get out of here. Sunday night football, our first Sunday night game of the year. The New York Giants are a three and a half point underdog at home where the Dallas Cowboys are three and a half point favorite. I mean, I saw a stat where it was like the, the Daniel Jones hasn't beaten uh, or like the Cowboys haven't been. I mean, the Giants haven't been Cowboys in like like three thousand days or some shit. Oh my gosh! Yeah, like the Cowboys. Are, I mean, the, the people love to shit on the Cowboys. The Cowboys make sure they shit on the Giants for whatever reason. That's crazy. I did not know that. That's an insane stat right there. But I believe it. I think this team beats them in everything they're good at when it comes to running. What's it called? Running the ball. Tony Pollard. St. Paul Barkley is supposed to be the better running back, but I feel like Tony Pollard is going to get more touches, better O-line. Daniel Jones is a good quarterback. Dax is a decent quarterback, but better than Daniel Jones. Um, so, yeah, I can see how they beat they bust their ass for, like, what? 3,000 days sounds like 10 years, I think. Well, no, nah, not 10 years. It might, say, have been but... 2000, it might have been 2,000 days, but it was just an insane amount of days. I was just like, God damn. Yeah, that's a really long time. I mean, I respect it, but damn, that's crazy funny. How do you play? How do you think this game plays out? So last year, people, uh, I thought they were going to destroy the Giants. Like Mika was going to destroy, or Micah was going to destroy the fucking O line. But Andrew Thomas showed the world that he was a legit top end uh, left tackle. But when Parsons wasn't eating, Lawrence got like three sacks that game, was absolutely dominating because they couldn't take away both of them. I think the defense is going to play a big part. It will be interesting to see, though, because I think this will be the first time where the Giants have an offense that can compete in games. Like, this, they're no longer like, oh, we just got Barkley. Like, they got Darren Waller now. And I think you can build a game plan with Waller and Barkley and win games. And, uh, like, Daniel Jones is, can, can run a little bit, but I, I'm not big on Daniel Jones. I'm not big on him in primetime games. I like the Dallas Cowboys here. Just the, I don't believe in Dak really, but Tony Pollard and that defense. It's all that. That's all I need to know. I I do think though Dak's gonna throw a lot. I think they're gonna try to run the ball like they said, but it's the fucking Cowboys. They never run the ball a lot. So give me CD Lamb over five five and a half catches. I think CD Lamb is just gonna get at least six catches. Like he's maybe yards, but he's gonna get targeted double digits. So over five and a half. Oh, so I do like that. I do like that prop bet a lot. CD Lamb, I I don't give him shit for not being a number one, but I always do think like 
he's not as nice as I think he is, as a lot of people says he is, but he is a really, really good receiver, and he gets the job done. And I don't see him doing any worse this year. Michael Gallup's fully healthy, and Brandon Cooks, they got off on the free agency, so they got weapons still. Yeah, six. Brandon Cooks, six-time, has had a six-time, thousand-yard receiver. Yeah. Who you so going yeah, to? Oh, definitely the Cowboys. I'm thinking they're going to fuck them up again. But I do think Dayball is not an idiot. I think Dayball has a has um is seeing these trends from the Cowboys. He's figuring this shit out, and he has an offense that could be put together. I think if they lose this one, they win the next one. But I'm gonna take the Cowboys on this one. All right, in our Monday Night Football game, the Jets are a two and a half point underdog at home against the Buffalo Bills. We do Aaron Rodgers' first game there, Dalvin Cook, Brees Hall. You already know the storylines. But I will say I have the Jets higher in the division, but let's not forget last year the Bills opened the season and, like, blew the doors off the Rams, like 45 to 10 or some shit, first game, like first game of the season last year. Yeah, man. I mean, the Bills are great. Um, The girls are – the Bills have – phases they have like phases where they just look straight up unstoppable and they got phases where they kind of fizzle out a little bit and they, you usually start off the season strong especially with Josh Allen Stefan Diggs that's one of your one of favorite duos in all the football right now for, for a lot of people in all the football right now the Bills Mafia comes in this bitch loud ready to kill ready not ready they're not jumping out they're probably jumping out jumping through tables all types of crazy shit so I love the Bills in this game. I think the Jets, if the Jets were to win this game, it would have to come down to some crazy, something crazy on defense. I think the defense makes a play, steals the momentum, and then Aaron Rodgers capitalizes. But I think this is the offense starts to fill each other out versus this Bills team. They're already like fully put together. They know what the time is. They don't make much changes. I like the Jets here. Even though I think the Bills are a regular season team and they're still going to end up with like 10, 11 wins, the Jets beat the Bills last year towards the end of the season with Zach Wilson starting. Why? Because the Josh Allen got figured out by the Robert Sala in that defense, and he threw a couple of interceptions. He looked absolutely ass. And, I mean, one thing that we were – like, it took a couple of weeks to remember last year, and I'm not going to wait a couple of weeks and remember it off rip. That's why I bet it for a season-long prop. Josh Allen will throw interceptions against a good defense. He, and if it's going to be a close game, he's definitely going to throw an interception because he's going to try to force something. And that's where I think the difference between him and Aaron Rodgers, where the Bills might have more total yards, more passing yards. All They might have the stats, but then there would be like an interception or some shit and where the Jets defense gets the takeaway, and Aaron Rodgers won't throw an interception. There won't be any turnovers on that side. That's real. That's actually fire. Yeah, and as a home dog here, I really love the home dog aspect. In prime time, Aaron Rodgers has been that dude. And, I mean, the Jets were my Super Bowl pick, and it's that defense plus Aaron Rodgers plus Gary Wilson and the Robert Sala head coaching job. It's, I, I just think the Jets have the perfect perfect mixture to get the shit done. Yeah, you're going to make me go watch the Jets hard knocks after this. But, now I'm going I'm to double down on the Bills. I want to see what the Bills' defense is looking like. I think this week, this whole first week, I'm just be looking at what a lot of people's defenses are talking about. And then see what see, and then that's gonna be my how I did how I pick what teams are gonna actually make something shake this season. Okay, we wrapped up the slate that marked every game for the weekend plus Monday. 
So let's get into everybody's favorite segment, the locks and the dog of the weekend. Two, where we give out two locks that we feel two spread uh two money line locks that cannot steer you wrong, and of course the one dog that we feel like is barking the loudest and who we think is gonna win outright. Kev, as always, why don't you do me the honor and open up with your locks and your dog? First time of the year, so first dog, first lock, definitely I got the Vikings, Jay Jettas and them boys. I'm expecting them to go just have a show out this week. Have a great motherfucking first week like they did last year, and have and to show that they're ready to come make right their wrongs because that playoff game wasn't their best. Um, next I got the Bengals. I think Joe Burrow, Joe the Bag Burrow, got paid. It's always good to see somebody that deserves it, that's earned it, get their bread. So Joe Burrow is gonna come out and show out why he's good and tell people to slow down with all that motherfucking injury talk. He's he's here. He's here to start his MVP campaign. And then for my dog, you know I got Coach Babel, the woof woof. I got hey, Coach no. Babel, my dog Coach Babel and the Titans, making sure them boys um I like their team to do something crazy this week. Yeah, and it's always fuck the Saints right now. Yeah. Then for me, I gotta co-sign with my best bets. Um my first lock will be the uh Eagles. I just don't believe in the Patriots at all, and I believe in the Eagles' defense is going to go out there and bully. And Dallas Goddard, Devontae Smith, Jalen Hurts, the offensive line, A.J. Brown, there's off- There's nothing. The Patriots always have a good defense, but I just don't think you can stop that offense. There's nothing you can really do to fully stop it. And then the defense is going to just bully Mac. Then I got mm. on the other side will be Broncos to beat the Raiders at home. I think Sean Payton is a great coach. I think he's going to run the fucking ball up down their throat. The Raiders looks like a team that also might have a fire sale come the middle of the year, especially, like I said, first coach fired. He was one of my picks. And I think this will be the start of like a, a whenever they, they're going to start the season bad, I think. So the, this will be the first loss on their record to start the season. And then my dog is, I mean, I'm going to come out strong for my team off rip. Miami Dolphins. Three-point dog here on the road against the Chargers. What do you know? You bet against the Chargers when they're at home. You bet on them when they're on the road. They're at home. The Dolphins are going to be there. Tyreek, Waddle, the offense is going to be how it looked early last year when it was electrifying, was top offense in the NFL by metrics and almost anything you want to look at. Defensive-wise, I think this is where we see us go from one of the worser teams on defense to one of the more – we could be middle of the pack. And we'll still be above heads, uh, heads and shoulders above what we did last year. So I think we're going to take that step forward, and we'll be a more complete team. And yeah, and Bradley. People forget Bradley Chubb came in the middle of the season last year. And I think Bradley Chubb's going to get to the quarterback, Jalen Phillips. Like, give me the Dolphins to win outright on the road in Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. I love this. I would love to see it. And if y'all didn't catch the prop bets and best bets throughout the episode, as always, I'll have the graphic ready for y'all on Twitter for y'all to tail along. But this has been Totally Blitz Podcast. We broke down week one NFL slate. We'll be back for the recap next week. And as always, go down, like, subscribe, comment your picks, comment your bets, and just let us know how you feel that football is finally back, motherfuckers. And as yes, always, sir. I'm Paul Pickle Winham Concha, joined by Kevin Water Boy Savoy. And if y'all didn't know, what well, now y'all know, motherfuckers. Yeah.